Welcome to Season 2 of Your Daily Chocolate, where you'll continue to get funny stories, clean jokes, and interviews with inspiring people. You made this podcast one of the top 25% most shared podcasts globally and top 25% most followed. Nice to know that good news is appreciated, and Patty's committed to delivering the antidote to all that negativity. Like chocolate, this podcast is meant to make you feel good, and it's good for you. Enjoy. So yesterday was the Super Bowl, and though I didn't plan it this way, and I'm recording this before the game actually happened, so I can't remark on whether it was a great game or not, I had scheduled an interview with Angela Marshall. She is an ex-NFL wife, but she is so much more than that. Uh, And as she says, she transitioned from ex-NFL wife to entrepreneur life. She is the author of a book called Reality to Rags to Riches, the story and life of an ex-NFL wife. Uh, But there seems to be a lot of uh, emphasis on her time as a wife. Uh, which definitely gave her uh, some perspective. But she also spent 20 years in corporate America, and she's really taking all of that experience, corporate, football, small business, authorship, and helping people to motivate them and uh, encourage them to get through struggles, stretching their minds. And I think you're going to find her just really inspiring. Enjoy our conversation. Angela Marshall, thank you so much for joining me on your Daily Chocolate. I am thrilled to have you here today. Thank you so much for inviting me for the connection, the collaboration. I just love it when folks can uh, merge their platforms together because I believe that we all pretty much want the same thing. It's just that we speak it a little different. Yeah. And we go about it in different ways as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I You know, I know that you are an ex-NFL wife, and I hate that that's like defines you. I I didn't want to lead with that, but that is so much, I think, a part of your history and how you have gotten where you are today. Tell me a little bit. I mean, ex-NFL wife, you think what a fancy lifestyle and luxury, and I'm sure it probably wasn't like that. But tell us a little bit about your experience there. Again, thank you for having me. No, it was not always like that. But I will say I've started to embrace the ex-NFL wife because it is a part of who I am. It was a part of who I was, who I am. And then also, uh, just to take it one step further, it's a part of who I aspire to be because there are a lot of great lessons and tools to be learned from athletes, correct? Sure. A whole lot to be learned from athletes. So um, I met and married eventually married my high school sweetheart, and he went undrafted, actually, into the NFL. He played for the Denver Broncos as well as the New York Giants. From that union, we have two incredible adult children and five phenomenal, powerful grand boys, all athletes in their own respects as well. What I will say about that athletic life For me, what it taught me to do was respect self. And my acronym for self is shine, evolve, love, and fulfill. And so all of those things, it's like, you know, you really have to learn how to engage those things for yourself. So that's why I use the acronym self. Like, you know, of course, we always are, I think, in a headspace where 
we're inspiring other people, we're uplifting other people, we're encouraging other people, but sometimes we forget about ourselves. Uh, as it relates to evolution, the same thing. We're uh, exhorting people, you need to grow, you know, you need to elevate in this yeah. way and that way, but we forget that we have to do the same things that we're putting out to other people. And then the most important, love. You have to love yourself. We love other people. We love external things. But what about that internal? You know, everything that we give out first, if you don't have it to give out, you yeah. can't give it out. Right. So you have to make sure that you are loving yourself and then fulfilling. It's just, you know, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory as it relates to everything that I'm able to do for other people. I 100% need to be doing it to myself. I need to be pouring into myself. I need to be encouraging myself, inspiring myself. So that's the one acronym among many, but that one in particular that I took as an ex-NFL wife is just, it's about self because what yeah. do athletes do? They train, they train hard, they train relentlessly. Um, you know, they learn their position, they play their position mm -hmm. as well as come collectively as a team, right. you know, to play the sport. So, I, you know, I don't look at ex NFL wife as a bad term anymore. I know some people are like, oh, well, she's just, <laughs> she's just trying to get her 15 minutes of fame. But they're like, well, if it's an ex, that means that it, it notes something um, negative. But for me, absolutely not. It was all an, an incredible teaching, um, you know, time in my life. And it definitely solidified one stumbling block into a stepping stone for who I am now. I love that. And I love, I mean, when you're talking about taking care of yourself first, it's it's a little bit like that when you're on an airplane and they say, you know, in case of emergency, put your oxygen mask on first and then help the others, right? Because if you don't, you're not going to be of any help to them at all. There's a reason for that. And why we as humans and as, as mortal beings, why we feel like it's ego or vanity to pour into self first, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I've really tried to search and research to try to figure out why is it that, you know, people, they really want some sort of, uh, to put a bad connotation to being able to love yourself, encourage yourself, uplift yeah. yourself. I have no, I, like, I literally, I have not been able to, uh, to figure it out. Now, I do understand what the word ego and, and vanity mm -hmm. and being self-absorbed. I understand all of those things. I believe that with the proper balance, though, as it relates to being able to do everything that you need for yourself, like like in order for you to be truly, truly healthy as it relates to mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, cultural, social, economical, medical, you know, medically, you have to invest in self first. Right. Do you think it's more of an issue for women because they tend to be the caretakers, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's like we, we do this externally so much that we forget that, you know, the caregiver needs care. Yeah. The motivator yeah. needs motivation. Man, you got that right. So you ended up writing a book called Reality to Rags to Riches. And I, I love that one of the things that you define in there as uh, riches, I mean, you think materiality, right? Or the value of the things that you've got, but you say it's the who. Tell me more about that. Well, I think for the most part across the, the world, it's been known that true riches cannot be replaced. Yeah. I think sometimes we just forget it and it's like seeing a car or a house or having certain things or access access to certain things like 
Um, a lot of people still define that as riches. For me, being able to have an incredible support system, being able to have family members, and that doesn't always mean blood relatives. Like I have some people that I'm really, really connected and aligned with. They are my, I consider them as my family as well. So a lot of times, uh, different things that I would go through, the lows and the valleys and just different hills that I was having to climb. One thing that I noticed is that whenever I, w- I was in low spots, no matter what I had surrounded me materialistic wise, it did not help me mentally. It did not help me overcome. It did not help me with the proper result that I needed to be and become a better person. Yeah. It was my support system, my family members, you know, different people that just mentors. I can't forget them. Mentors that just pour into me even to this day. It's so crazy because I try to tell I have a 34 year old son, a 32 year old daughter and grandchildren. And of course, you know, when you're younger, it's like, well, I'll be glad when I get to be an adult. I don't want right. anybody telling me what to do. Right. But my mentors tell me what to do. I have three of them. <laughs> and I love it now. But I guess, you know, the offset to that is being 51 and understanding why that's needed, especially as it relates to just having a different mindset or having someone else with a more elevated mindset to help me as yeah. I navigate through life. It's just it's, it's an incredible feeling. 100%. That's amazing. So uh, tell me a little bit more about the title, Reality to Rags to Riches. Absolutely. Reality, it just sets the tone. Uh, there's a section in there where it gives you a glimpse of my life as a child, then as a youth, and then young adult. The reality piece is just, it brings all to the forefront as it relates to everything that I went through to get to where I am now. Okay. Meaning, you know, high school, the different things that I absorbed and, and processed, maybe not in the best of ways as I was navigating through this thing called life. And then the riches, it's like that last piece of aha moment, like, wow, everything that I thought was important, everything yeah. that I thought should have been a priority, it is not. It's totally, <laughs> I mean, it was like 180 something, everything different, you know? Uh, especially as it relates to society, because society in a lot of ways will have you fooled and tricked into thinking that these are the most important things, whether it's status or letters behind your name or accolades and accomplishments, which, you know, again, those things are great. Not saying that we, we shouldn't be trying to obtain those things or or achieve those things in life, but it should never, ever, ever come at the expense of family members, friends, connections. I mean, like fostering really, really meaningful relationships. It's just so important. It's so important. So that's how I came up with the title, Reality to Rags to Riches. Of course, there are orders and orders of books on rags to riches. Yeah. But I added on the piece of reality where I, I just talk about being young, different yeah. things that that I went through, how I yeah. From my own mind, just making up certain things that wasn't even there, but hey, you know. It was real to you. It was real to me at that particular time. But knowing, being wiser now and availing myself to a real, a, a proper mindset shift, it's just shown me so many things that, wow, if I had been younger and or when I was younger, if I had someone 
like myself, like yourself, different platforms that are afforded to help inspire people, give them them little, uh, what do you call it, little bites of of goodness <laughs> to inspire them and to up them. I would have been probably light years uh, ahead of, of where I am now. As a as a mom and grandma, with, with all of these lessons that you've learned, are you imparting that on them? I, I mean, the, the young kids do all the social media. I think they're very focused on, now this is probably a stereotype, but, you know, the stuff, having stuff, making sure that you have the right sneakers and, you know, all, all of the TikTok videos of what you look like. So how are you passing that down to your own well, grandkids? And are they even listening? Well, <laughs> you already know the answer to that. The whole world knows the answer to that. No, they don't listen, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop talking. Put it yeah. down. Because even, even when I turn the mirror back on myself, I'm a patty. What's so wonderful about this thing called life is that Believe it or not, the heart and the mind obey words. So every little seed that you're planting, mm-hmm. whether it's you or teachers or pastors or leaders, whomever the parents, into the into the lives, into the minds of our children, or just anyone else that's connected. Like I have mentees. And then, of course, um, you know, I still yap my mouth quite a bit to our adult children and, and anyone else uh, for, for that matter, whether it's friends or, or extended family members. I'm not going to stop talking and I would, would hope that like my mentors and whomever else, don't, you know, you don't stop talking to me, even though it may be apparent that I'm not listening all, all that great. But I do believe that the seeds are planted and that at the right time, at the right moment, unfortunately, it couldn't be, you know, maybe I'm faced with a harsh consequence because I didn't listen. Yeah. But eventually at the right moment, those seeds will bloom and blossom. And it'll, it'll, you know, process to be what it needs to be. So the answer to that is no, they don't really listen. <laughs> but you're trying anyway. I'm gonna, I'm just going to keep on talking. They can't stop me from talking. Yes. <laughs> I love it. You sound like a true parent. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That I am. <laughs> I love it. So who inspired you? I mean, um, yeah, I guess I'll just leave it at, at, at that. I mean, you're, you're motivating so many people. Um, some with your own experiences and some just with your energy. And so uh, who, I hate to say who gave you the permission to do that, but you know, I gave me the permission. Yeah. That's for sure. However, um, my inspiration comes from like a multitude of connections and alignments. I mean, my children inspire me. My grandchildren inspire me. Uh, colleagues inspire me. Former supervisors have inspired me. Um, hey, even the waiter or the barista or the person <laughs> that cuts me off in, in traffic, they inspire me. Because I believe that this life is filled with either you being taught what to do or what not to do. Yeah. So to me, that is a facet of inspiration on all accounts. It's just a matter of how you choose to use it. Now, in my, you know, wild ways, walking the, the positive patty path, no. <laughs> and it's so crazy how people, seriously, people will, because they know what you do and they, or they know what you have done or your capabilities. And it's like they expect this positive switch to just be on all the time. And that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, I'm human. I'm flesh. I have, I have moments. 
But what I will say at 51, and then also not just, I don't want to keep throwing age out there because I know some people that are older and they're still foolish. I believe that when you make up your mind that you want to be better and you want to do better, you start absorbing those things, those lessons, um, those teachable moments that help you to get to where you want to be. Yeah. So with that being said, whether it's relationship with dating, um, different things, it's just like I said, it's just so funny my interaction with people, how they just think like I never have a down moment or like I can't become enraged or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm human. It happens. It yeah. happens. It, it happens. It doesn't happen as often. And I will say that if it does happen, I usually try to the best of my ability to bring myself back. Yeah. Un, you know, unto a, a more calm and successful mindset or state of mind so that I can then move forward and, and do what I need to do. Because, I, you know, I, one thing I do know is anytime you are stuck on a particular level, if you continue to stay angry, bitter, mad, disappointed, unhappy or whatever, it doesn't change until you change. Right. So it's it's crazy to me how people really feel like well, you know, I'm just going to continue to speak unhappiness or be unhappy or be sad or listen to sad music over and over again. Or what it's like you're you're conditioning your mind and your yeah. heart for those things. Right. And you're giving those things real estate in your brain, which means you don't have room for other positive things. The true power comes from you. Yeah. So, so yeah. if you stay connected to downtrodden or, yeah. you know, any type of activity or mindset or energy that is off, that is what you're going to get. Yeah. That's why one of my models is the heart, you know, words, the heart and mind obey them because it truly does. Even yeah. your thoughts to a certain extent, you know, it's crazy because like the other night I was thinking about, and I don't know why I was thinking about chocolate chip cookies. And, and what's the first you thing? You don't need a reason, Angela. <laughs> Listen, the first thing I do, do, Patty, is what? Get me some chocolate chip cookies. Well, of because course. Because I let it, like, you just, you know, one of those things, like, sometimes I think about some things and it's like, mm, and then I can move on with my day, right? But if I just, if I put it on in my brain and then I make it up in my brain that I want chocolate chip cookies, I'm going to get chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. So that's no, with anything. That's with anything. Yeah. So, I mean, you actually, uh, you refer to yourself as a positive word powerhouse. And I love that being a positive person. But what what does that mean? Positive words powerhouse is essentially making sure that you define yourself with the words that you want to equate your life and your lifestyle so that you're not confined by low level, low energy, low mindset thinking. I have been afforded the opportunity to express my transparency, my truth, my struggles, um, you know, my trials across the board from little up until current, uh, you know, my, my current state. And I'm always very ecstatic and elated to share those things, no matter how foolish it makes me look. No matter, you know, some of the things that that I've done back in my, what I call in my reckless, youthful Mm -hmm. years, I always try to share that with people. So even though the situation issue might not have been positive, 
I put a spin on it yeah. so that they will understand that this is what happened to me. And if you continue to go down this road, that's probably what's going to happen to you. Another model of mine is influence and impact through my words, work, and wisdom. So to me, being a positive powerhouse is just making sure that the stories that you tell, you know, being able to bring to life all of the things that you've gone through for someone else so that the true legacy can be helping other people. You know, if you think about it, a lot of us or the way that they try to make it in society is that, oh, you're the only one that's going through this. You're the only one that doesn't right. have this. You're the only one. And that's not the case. Like, I mean, it's across the board. This is a beautiful, um, magnificent, extraordinary world with extraordinary people in it. And we're all going through a little bit of, of hell on our own, yeah. whatever that looks like from time to time. Yeah. But, you know, in no way do I want, especially with my platform and with my mission that I am really, really sold out to, I don't ever want someone to feel like, well, you know, I'm standing up, I'm telling a story and no one else is going through that. Um, no one else is going through what I'm going through because then there, where's the impact in that, right? Right, right. No, you have to relate to to people and absolutely want them to see themselves in you. Absolutely. And I like I, I tell my grandchildren and my children all the time, which wasn't always this way, but now that I'm that I've grown a lot, I no longer talk at them. I'm talking with them. Yeah. yeah. And to me, a positive power, um, you know, powerhouse, that's what you do. You talk with people. I don't have no room to judge, be critical, talk down at anybody because just because I didn't this or I'm not a part of that, you know, issue or bad experience. I've been a part of this yeah. or I can tell you about yeah. that. And so to me, it's like all things are, are created equal. Yeah. So I'm just trying to use my voice, use my words in an uplifting and inspiring way. Like I truly want to illuminate people. I want to motivate people. I want to celebrate people so that they can understand that, you know, this thing, this thing called life. Yeah, it's hard. But you know what? <laughs> we we can do it. You know, we we can get through it and we can do it. Okay, speaking of hard, dating. <laughs> and you've got some dating do's and don'ts. And I would love to hear that because I'm a single person too. <laughs> well, first of all, let me say this. I think the, the greatest thing that I've learned about dating is everything that I was taught or I thought I knew before was wrong. <laughs> So once you get through that, if you understand that whoever told you whatever in the books that you read or whatever else, trust me, it may have worked for them and it still may work for them. But I've just found that being true to who I am, it helps me to be true to others. Yeah. And a lot of times um, I do believe that when we settle, settle as it relates to dating, and again, I'm not saying like you should have this list. I, I don't even have a list. I just feel like there are certain things that I know I want in a partner. And I'm not going to allow myself, or just put it that way, I'm not going to allow myself to align with anyone that does not share those same core values. Yes. Because to me, that's just a recipe for disaster. I think right. when you... Go into a relationship and you think that you can change someone or they think that, that um, they can change you. 
wrong. Yep. Right. Right. Fake news. That's not going to happen. Bad start. Yeah. That horrible start. Horrible start. So for me, I'll just say, even with the relationship that I'm entertaining now, that I'm, you know, engaged with now, understanding that he is a person, I'm a person, and we have equal values and goals and missions, even though, you know, we're two, it's two brains and he yeah. may have a certain way to do it and I may have a certain way to do it, but I'm in it 100%. And that makes a difference too, because, you know, some people in the past with dating, it's like, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to date you. I'm, we'll be together as long as you stay right here or as long yeah. as this, this is the box that I'll put you in. And you step outside of that box then, you know, it's, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or when you try to align with someone, like, that's real. When you try to align with people and, you know, you're a talker, you're a good communicator, and they aren't, or there's just different factors that go on. And I get it. Like, some people say, well, you know, it's good to have a yin and a yang, and where I'm strong, he's weak. Where I'm weak, he's strong. And I, and I, and I agree to a certain extent, but I will just contend that for me, Biggest dating no-no is do not settle. When you know what you want, don't get married. Don't yeah. get into, you know, don't do any of those things unless you really talk about and discuss your core values, your core, you know, your goals, your mission, how, just how you want to live the right. rest of your, the rest of your life. Because if he's, you know, yellow and you're red, it's not going to work. Right. It's just, it's just going to be, it's going to be horrible. And as far as the dating dudes, I would say, you know, definitely understand that there's going to be a lot of compromise, a yeah. whole lot of compromise. Now, with that compromise, I don't think that the it should tilt one way or the other, but I think there should be balance. You know, sometimes yeah. I'll get my way. Sometimes he'll get his. Yeah. And, you know, other times we'll just be like, we're not even worried about it. It's okay. Yeah. Dating definitely, for me, it had been a challenge before because of being a former NFL wife and all of the stigma and stereotypes that come with that. So I had to kind of shake a lot of yeah. that as well. And not only that, just my own mindset. You know, when you're committed to growth and just being better and doing better, you just have such a relaxed yeah. demeanor. <laughs> the pressure is off, right? Oh my gosh. It's like, so usually if they're no good for me in the past, like different different guys that have tried um, to date me, if they're no good for me, they usually just fall by the wayside. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're in the wake of Angela. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I my love world, it. my way. I love it. Well, my gosh, this has been fun to chat. And before I go uh, and let you go, um, I've got some rapid fire questions for you. So mm -hmm. you ready? All right. There we go. Let's go. You've been featured in a lot of different publications. What's your favorite one or which one is the most meaningful to you? The most meaningful will be Better Man. And the reason why is because well, it's kind of self-explanatory. Their magazine features all things to better yourself. Okay. So that was like a, a, a huge honor for me. Better Man. Love it. Do you still follow football? Absolutely. Not as much as before, but I do bet a little bit on some of the games. What's your favorite team then? Obviously, without a doubt, New York Giants. <laughs> and let me say slash Denver Broncos too, because both of them have paid my bills in, in, <laughs> in, in, in the past. So I got to give a shout out to both of them. 
Okay. Not not Atlanta, huh? I can't stand anything in Georgia. I'll get a okay. lot of backlash for that. I know. Okay, you're a Southern girl. What's your favorite Southern food? Oh, potato salad. Homemade or? Absolutely. Homemade yeah. potato salad. Now, I can't cook it, but I have phenomenal family members and godparents <laughs> that can. You picked your family well. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's your most admired author right now? Uh, ooh, that would probably be Nikki Giovanni. Um, love, love, love her poetry. Love the work. Um, just the diversity of her of her poems. Love it. Okay, I'll have to look her up. And because this is called your daily chocolate, what's your favorite chocolate? Hershey's, like the kisses just, or the bars or what? Oh, oh, look. Oh, I mean, is they're they're all created equal, aren't they, Patty? No. <laughs> Hershey's. No. I mean. It doesn't matter whether it's the white chocolate, light chocolate, the kisses, the bar. Just, I, I, I love it. I, I love all of them. Matter of fact, I had a, a piece of the, the bar before I sat down here with you today. I love it. Well, that, hey, that's great preparation for this podcast. I have really loved chatting with you and I will make sure to put all of your links into the show notes so that people can find not only your book, but uh, you've got a great website and I know that you're ghostwriting some books that are going to be coming out soon and I'm sure that uh, you will have links to those as well and um, I just wish you all the best this has been a lot of fun thank you so much same here I appreciate it and I look forward to the links um, when they come out and if you send me your um, a good mailing address for you I'll gift um, one of my books to you oh well that would be really nice I will do that absolutely okay Absolutely. Thanks, Angela. Whew. Well, I love Angela Marshall. And some of those things that she said will really stick with me. I mean, I just love that true riches cannot be replaced. And we see that time and time again uh, with natural disasters. You can rebuild your house. You can buy more stuff. All of that can be replaced. But family, and like she said, both chosen and blood, those are our riches. So thank you, Angela, for that wonderful reminder. Be sure to join me next week. Michelle Blood is our guest. She is a former, uh, maybe still, uh, Australian rock star who, after a horrendous accident, has sort of made a career out of what she calls affirmation music. Really kind of interesting. So join me. Have a great week. <laughs>